you bow your heads and hearts with me, please? Our Father and our God, again, we just, uh, we're just humbled and we're so thankful um, that we can actually have a conversation with the creator of the universe and that you actually know us intimately, our down settings, our uprisings, and number of hairs. You, you know our thoughts afar off. You, you know our hearts, Father. You know how deceitful they are. Father, you know us, but still, Father, you chose to live, die, rise again, and be with us. Just thank you. Thank you for now this space, this opportunity to, to be before your people, your sons and daughters, my brothers and sisters. Father, I ask that you would word my mouth and uh, you prepare the hearts of everyone to receive. Father, give me wisdom to share what you've given me, no more, no less. And I ask it all in the name of your son, my savior, Jesus the Christ. Let every heart say, amen. amen. Thank you again, uh, praise team, for... Um, for, for leading us in worship. Just, just, just thank you so much. We are continuing our systematic study of the Acts of the Apostles. And so today we want to pick up at the 14th verse of the second chapter where we read, Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd, Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. And listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Just a bit of a, give you a bit of context. The first verse of the second chapter of the Acts of the Apostle lets us know that the early church was gathered together in one place. And what sounded like a rushing wind filled the place they were in and they saw what seemed like tongues of fire that separated and rested on each of them. Now that's, that's, that's pretty gnarly right there just to think about that. Uh, but if that wasn't strange enough, verse 4 lets us know that all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And they began to speak in languages that were not their own as the Spirit enabled them. So stop and think about that just for a second. If we weren't one of those gathered together in that space, and if we weren't filled with the Spirit of God, what would you think was going on? 
Yep, that's what others thought too. Uh, verse 12, what in the world is going on? <laughs> what are you guys, what in the world is going on? Some went so far as to mock them and to accuse them of being drunk. So, but personally, I just don't quite see that outsider's reaction as being out of bounds or too far afield. It's like, okay, if I'm not a part of that group, if I don't know what's going on, uh, I would probably respond the same way. Why are you bringing this up? Well, we shouldn't expect the world to understand and grasp why we do what we do. How we behave. We, we claim to have been we claim to have passed from darkness into that marvelous light. Uh, and to understand the, the root cause, the genesis of the transformation that has taken place. Um, but when others see the outward living out, if you will, of that born againness, when others see that, they may not understand and we really can't fully grasp what that's about. Um, they can't, they, they, they can see the, the what, but they don't understand the, the why. Why are you responding the way you do to situations that, that, that come into your life? Why do you respond to tragedy? Why do you respond to uh, abuse or when others go out of their way to abuse and to deceitfully use you. Why do you do People can't see what's in you, the why that's in you. Um, they see our actions, but only God knows. Sometimes we can, uh, we can confuse ourselves, but only God knows what's the motivation of our heart, why we do what we do. Um, recall a song. Uh, again, boy, oh boy, if you could only relive in short fashion the summers that I had to, I had to, uh, had to, didn't have a choice, spend with my father uh, uh, pulling wire, crawling in attics, going under the, 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 the subfloor. Uh, he was an electrical contractor, so if free help uh, come summertime. Uh, so, uh, but it wasn't just me, it was all the kids, so it was just my turn. So, uh, but I, I had the benefit, I look at it as a benefit now, it was, it was anything but to a 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 year old. It's like, wow, oh boy, summers are long. Summers are real long. Um, but there was a song I recall him singing, um, and it's, I think it's kind of, kind of a country, Sister Jones would know, uh, but it, it, it goes in part, there's something within me there's something within me. He would, he would sing that. He said, there's, and I can hear his voice. And again, he, I can't sing. He couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. He just, uh, there's something within me that's holding the reins. There's something within me that I cannot explain. Uh, there, and it's, it's, it's like, well, I don't know why I am doing this. I don't know why I don't punch back when I have been punched. I, I don't know. There's something within me, but I can't explain it. But Peter wants to set the record straight with the onlookers. Look, it might be five o'clock somewhere, but these guys aren't drunk. That's my translation. Yeah, that's what we always like to say. Well, it's five o'clock somewhere, you know, as we raise a glass. You know, it's like, no, it's, it's only nine in the morning. Don't be ridiculous. These folks aren't drunk. 
But now that I have your attention, listen carefully to what I'm about to say. And if you had been paying close attention to the prophets and when they were uh, exhorting and exegeting to 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 the people, you would know this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Um, There's a lot of debate over this portion of text that uh, the portion of the scripture that follows this definitive declaration by Peter. This is that. What is that? Uh, What did the, the prophet Joel write? Now, let me just caution you. If you're attempting a word for word, if you're going back to the second chapter of Joel and you're trying to compare and contrast that to the second chapter of the Acts of the Apostles, even if you looked at the Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Old Testament, or the Old Testament text, you're not going to see a word for word. Peter wasn't saying, okay, well, let me roll out the scroll and let me read to you what Joel wrote. He's taking thought for thought. Intent for intent. Um, so you're, here's your homework. You know there's always homework. For those of you new to City Church, you always get homework. You get homework. So what's my homework, Pastor Meeks? Read the book of Joel. Diamond, it's only three chapters. You can do it. You, you can do it. It's only three chapters. You can do it. Uh, but if you really get sleepy and you just can't, can't, can't pull that, can't do that, read the second chapter, the 28th through the 32nd verse. Read that. But contextually, it would be wonderful if you would read all three chapters. The theme of the book is that there's coming a day when God's people, in the book of Joel, it's the Jews, uh, and the land would be, would be restored to a position of spiritual wholeness, wellness, All the damage that locusts, themselves, foreigners, all the damage to the people and the land, it would be fixed. It would be restored. As the 18th verse of the second chapter reads, um, Then the Lord became passionate about this land and had pity on his people. Never think, not for a moment, that God is either ignorant or unconcerned about his creation, both his physical creation and you, his creation, especially us. God saw and he was moved to act. Verse 25 in the book of Joel. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be deliverance, as the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. So it's the bottom line. That God, through the prophet Joel, was conveying and doing restoration and salvation is coming. Don't miss this. 
and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That was, that was the prophesied promise then, and that what, was what Peter was talking about now, 2,000 years ago now. Uh, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's it. That's the bottom line. It's unfortunate that what gets most of the attention, yours included, is the, the mashup of speaking and spirit-directed languages, prophecies, visions, wonders in heaven, signs on earth, billows of smoke, sun going dark, moon turning to blood. That's what we focus on. That's, that's, it's like that's what gets 99% of the attention. And the takeaway is everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If we could just step back, as I like to say, step back from the cliff before we jump, uh, we'd realize that outside of verse 21, there's more here that we don't know than what we do know. But we'll tie ourselves up in knots. Uh, uh, could it be that Peter was using Joel's text? So it, you know, is, is, it, is it full? Is it partial? Is it, is it semi-partial? Is it no? It, you know, Peter's just pulling a fast one. Uh, what, 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 what's going on? Because we want to know, you know, about the, the moon turning to blood and the sun going dark and billows of smoke. And we, we, we want to know all of that. And Jesus is saying, or uh, uh, Peter is saying uh, in the text, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So you can, you can guess, you know, you can guess where I'm, where I'm going to fall on this. We don't know. We don't know. But there's clearly a conflation of the eschatological, what I like to say, now but not yet. There's an aspect of the now, 2,000 years ago and today, but not yet. Um, moon's not turned into blood yet. Sun hasn't gone. I understand. On Calvary, it's like, what was it? Was it just hyperbole? What was it? What was what, it? What, 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 what? It's like, don't, don't tie yourselves up and not. Um, progressive fulfillment, maybe. Uh, obviously, Christ is going to come to judge the living and the dead. And, there's, and you will know when that happens. As I said, the earth shook, the sky went dark when Jesus was crucified. But it doesn't seem to me, at least me, that this is what Joel and Peter were referring to. Uh, Nah, let me go out on a limb, a theological limb. More than likely, what Joel wrote and Peter was referencing was an end-time series of events that will usher in the return of our Savior. The focus of the text, and for that matter, our lives, is right here in verse 21. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's the text. That, that is, that is, it's like you want the cliff notes, you want the bottom line, that's the bottom line. That's what Peter was trying to convey to the crowd. So, where are we going with this? Uh, Peter connects the dots, if you will, uh, with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And he said, they are not drunk, filled, if you will, with wine, 
but they are filled with the Spirit of God. The time has finally arrived for the Spirit of the living God, as I like to remind us, that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, lives in each and every one of those that have confessed and accepted Christ as their Savior. Old Testament, the Spirit of God just rested on folks for, for a period of time. Moses, I believe it was in the book of Numbers, uh, he, he, he wished for the day. He said, I, I can't wait for the day when the Spirit of God will be a part of the lives of all of these people. Then I won't have to deal with all of these issues. Because if God is in you, as I was sharing even yesterday uh, in our leadership workshop, the, the Holy Spirit of God is not divided. So we, if, if, if we are truly his and the spirit of the living God resides in those that are truly his, we're going to be on the same page. Where we get off the same page is when me rises up and gets in the way. It's like, okay, God, I got this one. I, I, I got this. I, I can take it from here. We do it all the time. We do it all the time. Don't get cut off on the freeway. Don't, 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 not, don't not get that promotion on your job. Don't, don't, it's like, it's like, oh, I got this one. I, I can handle this. I know what to do. Speaking in other languages, prophesying, visioning, wonders, everything points to one thing because of the life, the death, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, everyone, anyone, all the folks that calls on God's name will be saved. That's it. I am, uh, you know, if, if you all were expecting more, not today, uh, but uh, when we really examine what it is, I, I hope we do. I hope we do with, with regularity. Really examine why we do what we do. Why do we come at nine o'clock for a chaplaincy meeting? Why do we come at nine o'clock for an AV coordination meeting? Why do we show up for a leadership workshop? Why do we, why do, we do what we do? It's, 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 it, the world will get cut, well, that's my job. That's my, that's, 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 no, no. The spirit of the living God rests in us. And it causes us to do the things that are, as I, as I keep saying, you guys think I'm, I'm joking, but I'm not. It's like you think I feel like, personally feel like every Sunday morning making my way down to 3864th Avenue? You have lost your mind. You have lost your mind. Oh, pastor just can't wait to get here. No. 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 Sister Meeks has already accused this address as being my mistress. Uh, you spend so much time here. I spend time here because I am called to do what he has called me to do. And I recognize, it's not, it's not getting caught up in religious stuff. It's, 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 it's like, I am done with religion. 
I am, I am done. I was done uh, 21 years ago. I was done. Tried to do the math in my head. God, is this good for you? Because it sure stinks for me. That's what I said to God in a religious setting where folks seem to be having a great time. It's like, this is it. This is it. God, are you glorified by this? Are you receiving the praise you want? Are you, are, is, is this what you want, God? And the answer for me, I don't know what the answer is for you. The answer for me was, no. Nah. Bro, you got to move. You got to, I need you to chart a course and step out in faith and do something that you don't want to do. I keep sharing with you that I, you, I'm not, I'm not, Erica, I'm telling you from the bottom of my heart, launching ministry was the last thing I wanted to do. As a matter of fact, it wasn't even on the list. Oh, Pastor Meeks is just, oh, you know, it's, it's, he's actualized by this. No, I'm burdened by this. Diamond, I think about you often. Well, you don't call me often. That doesn't mean I'm not praying for you. The burden of ministry, if, if we really take this like God intends it to be, then, then, then you'll know that, boy, I've got to get this message out to as many folks that, I, that need to hear this message because if they know to call on the name of the Lord, they'll be saved. But in the back of our mind, this is, this is the only way I can rationalize much of those professing Christians' behavior because if we really believed in a literal hell, if we really believed in it, we would behave a whole lot differently than what we do. Well, I don't want to offend my neighbor, and I just, uh, it's like, oh, but you'd rather see them be separated from God forever. Seriously, that's, 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 that's what you're saying. No, I didn't say that, but that's what you're saying, because you don't want to offend. Nobody said be offend. It's like, you can't save yourself. You need to point people to that source of salvation. That's it. One of the things that, uh, just to show you, that's it, that's it. One of the things that uh, came up in our leadership conference uh, workshop yesterday is uh, you know us. You've been with us for 11 years. And we don't, every Sunday, we don't, uh, we don't extend an invitation for those that don't know Christ as their Savior. It's kind of like, I don't want this to be an emotional Oh, gosh. Oh, wow. You know, you hear the music in the background playing just as I am. No, 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 no. This is not this is this is not an emotional appeal. This is this is a conscious decision of calling on someone. See, 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 you don't want emotion. If you're if as the song goes, I was sinking deep in sin far from the peaceful shore. You don't want someone singing to you. It's like, can you throw me a log? Can you throw me something to save me? Well, I want to extend that invitation to you here right now. So as we stand to our feet, I want to invite everyone to stand to your feet. I want you to, to, to really ponder, just really ponder where you're at. I don't know where you're at. I, I don't know where you're at. I, I don't know. Chaplains, 
Come, uh, everyone who's got a blue shirt on, come. Just line up here along the, the walkway here. Erica, join them, please. Uh, someone go get uh, um, Patrick, too, please. Oh, he, he had to leave. Okay, that's fine. Just spread yourselves out. I don't know where you're at. I don't know, and it's not for me to know, but this is what I'm gonna ask you to do. If you would like prayer this morning, again, the text says, I didn't say, the text says, everyone that calls on the name of the Lord. That's it, that's it. It's not being a member of City Church or any church. It's not signing on some dotted line. It's not, it's, 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 it's nothing that too often well-meaning, I think well-meaning religious people will posit, will put forward and say, well, if I give a few bucks, if I show up with regularity, even if I teach Sunday school and lead a youth group, that was me. God said, it's fine and dandy, wonderful. I want you. I want all of you. I want, your ver- I want, I want you to, to, to have me so much that like shutting off oxygen to your lungs. I can't breathe without him. I can't live without him. He is my everything. Again, we don't do this. It's for those of you who are visiting, it's like, oh, wow, is this how they roll? It's how we roll today. So I invite you if, you, if you, if you would like prayer, if you don't, that's fine. It's no pressure. If, no pressure. I'm going to pray. I'm, I'm going to pray in a few seconds here, in a few minutes, in a minute. I'm going to pray for us. But if you would like prayer by one of these chaplains, one of these ministry leaders that, that, these, I can say for a fact, the folks that up here, they know God. And they know God in a way that I've been through a thing or two. Know God. So if you would like prayer, make your way up. Just, just, just make your way up. Find someone. You don't have to queue. You don't need to just, just find someone that's vacant. Just, just, just find someone. You all pray with them. We don't have to have as long, lengthy prayer. Just pray with them pray with them and while you're in your in your in your seats you just bow your heads and hearts and you pray you pray just pray pray right now as those that come you pray find someone pray with them audience pray pray from your seat pray you need salvation Tell the person you're praying with, I want to know him. I want to know my eternal destination. Pray.
pray for peace. Families need healing.
Our Father and our God, again we say thank you. Thank you for Christ. He has and continues to do all things well. Thank you for the blessed assurance that all we have to do is call upon the name of the Lord and we will be saved. Thank you for those that came forward. Thank you for City Church. Thank you for this community of faith. Thank you for the hearts and the minds and the desire, the zeal to worship and to serve you. As long as we have breath in our lungs, we want to serve you. Be with us now, Father, as we go down from this place. Watch over us, protect us, bring us back as you see fit, as you allow. Bless all of those that uh, are going through. You know. You know. You know the burdens. Bless them. Be with the Dosses, Father, as they travel to Texas. Give them safe travel. Bring them back to us safely. Bless Madeline. Bring her back safely. Thank you for the work that you're doing in each and every life. Thank you, Father. It's in the precious name of your Son, our Savior, the Christ, we ask it all. Let every heart say, Amen. Hug somebody. Grab a t-shirt. <laughs>